You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leaders like Workers Credit Union. Achieve your dreams the workers' way. Why should your business be a member of the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce? It's actually quite simple. The Chamber is dedicated to protecting and promoting the local business community. Our primary goals? To advance the region, help business owners network and grow, and to advocate on behalf of the business community. Joining the Chamber makes good business sense. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon flying solo. Cat Deal will be back next week, but we're excited because today I'm on the road at a place I actually worked at right out of college, uh, Bolton Orchards at 125 Still River Road at the junctions of routes 110 and 117. Talking with the owner, Sarah O'Toole, this morning. Sarah, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Good morning, Travis. Thank you for asking me. It's always great to see you. Well, always good to see you as well. And we're going to get a little bit into everything that you carry here. Maybe we'll talk about when I worked here. I don't know if that'll come up in conversation, <laughs> but I want to start off talking about the orchard because you mentioned before we got started while I was setting up, that it's actually five generations now. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of the orchard and how your family got involved? Yes. So my husband and I um, were working the fifth generation. The farm started probably a little over 100 years ago. We have about 200 acres. We're currently farming right now probably about 75 to 100, mostly due to the fact that over time we've learned how to farm more productively. Mm -hmm. So we've replanted a lot of the older orchards with still similar varieties. Um, We don't have any of the really fancy, fancy varieties. Think Matsu's and Honeycrisp and maybe some Pink Ladies are about the most elaborate we have. Those are the only ones you need. (laughs) Well, we have a lot of our customers like the Max and the Cortlands and uh, the Delicious and, and ones like that. And you have a lot of varieties. We do. So started five generations ago. Was it in your plan to be kind of the fifth generation to be working here? Or did you think you would do something else career-wise? Well, I have two other siblings. And um, again, having been a family business and having been raised in it, it would it would have been a shame not to have it continue. So yeah. um I mean, I'm very comfortable here. I've learned, I still learn a lot about what's going on. Um, my husband, who has an engineering degree, came and he loves doing stuff like this. So there's no, you can never tell who's going to be right for the spot. That's amazing, though. And you think about 100 years, you know, for any business, but especially farms with how, you know, things have changed in the, in the past 100 years. It's remarkable that your family's been able to keep this farm going, keep it thriving and keep succeeding. Right. And it's also, it's the help of an awful lot of people that, that have the same passion that we do. And the migrant workers we import from Jamaica are, are, are definitely a big help. We still do a lot of physical uh, labor and stuff like that. We don't yeah. use all the machinery. And um, so our apples are all touched by love. And there was a neat video I was actually able to see on your Instagram um, where earlier this spring, they were actually planting um, trees for a new section of the orchard. How often do you plant new trees and and what's that process like? Well, Joel and George have kind of planned out the orchard and it's probably going to take about three or four years to actually execute. But we plant probably several hundred trees um, over the next uh, two to three years for the different sections of the orchard that um, we're going to be producing. And in fact, I think we've planted some peaches, too, because we have a new variety. We have an earlier variety of peaches that have gone very well. That's great. And it's important to know Bolton Orchards is so much more than apples. I know we're talking apple trees right now, but you mentioned peaches. You've got plums. What else do you do you grow at the farm? And we have corn. We have tomatoes. Um, we're trying some ground crop this year. We're doing asparagus, which we're very excited about. We have uh, peppers and uh, tomatoes planted 
pumpkins. Um, we're trying a few more ground crops um, because they're not as susceptible to Mother Nature. Because mm-hmm. as you all know, we've all the farmers in New England lost their peach crop this yeah. year. So at least with the ground crop, we have a little bit more uh, stability there. Well, and it gives your customers a chance to purchase even more items locally. Right. Since the farm started, was the store always a part of it, or did this come later on? The store kind of came later on. Originally, we were like a roadside stand yeah. where we were just seasonal, and we would sell the products that we're, we were currently picking. Um, I think we became year-round probably, I don't know, 40, 50 years ago. And as the store evolved, we've had to add different things. I mean, we started off, obviously, we always have our homegrown stuff, but mm-hmm. we have groceries. We have a produce department. We go into Boston two to three times a week. We also have a nice drink section. We have a nice specialty food section. We make our own cider donuts here every day. Um, we've started a small bakery, and we do, like, fresh pies. We do uh, fruit breads, muffins, scones. Uh, we have a deli that has always some delicious uh, lunch special going on. I think that's mostly everything. Oh, we have and the fresh-cut flowers in season or whatever. The backyard is always set up for whatever the in-season, whether it's um, plants and um, annuals and perennials or whether it's uh, Christmas trees and reason roping. That's great. And one of the things that I think is amazing, and I noticed this when I used to work here, is you would have people that come here every single day, whether it's for their coffee or they're over at the deli at their lunch or they're picking up their fruit for the day or they're coming after work to, to get stuff for their dinner. What was it like for you to be able to kind of become that really dependable stop where they're going to come here over and over again? Well, it's nice to develop a relationship with our customers, particularly the ones that come here all the time. Uh, my staff is uh, very good at remembering their names. I think they, and anybody, you come in a place and they say, hello, good morning, and they address you by name. It just, it just makes it, it makes your day. It makes things, uh, makes it a good day. And one of the things I think that's great too about your staff is, you know, I worked here, I think it was about 13 years ago. Wow. And there are still faces that, that are still here. And in this day and age, it's, it's not common for people to stay at jobs as long as they used to. For you to become an employer that keeps people for a decade or, or, or more. How do you do that? What's the trick to make that work, to get people to want to stay and be that loyal for so long? It takes a special person to commit to things. I think it's remembering that everybody's family and treating them like family and, and giving them the respect they deserve. Yes, we're very fortunate. We, ha- we have a very um, caring and supportive and family-like staff and in general, yes, I do have some long-termers here and it's, it's always great to have that. And I'm sure you must appreciate that having them, you know, kind of really buy into the mission of Bolton Orchards the way that you and your family have. Yes, yes. Like I said, farming is truly a passion. (laughs) (laughs) But you also have a lot of younger staff, too. I see high school students on the weekends, and you have college students right now that are working. For you, what's it like to be able to provide that kind of first chance for for a job for some of these students? I know this was one of my first jobs out of college, and I learned a lot about customer service um, in the time that I worked here. As anybody who is very seasoned in dealing with a multiple of generations, the generations are very different from uh, age group to age group. And it's always nice to have the younger staff, but it's definitely uh, appreciated to have the uh, older seasonable staff. (laughs) Does the older seasonable staff kind of help kind of train the young ones and get them up to speed? Yes, the ones that have patience are are very helpful. <laughs> now let's talk about the apples because Bolton is known for apples and I know you've, there's bags over there and there's you can you can pick out of the big bins over on the other side of the store uh, from where we're sitting right now. How many different varieties of apples do you grow like an approximate amount if you had to guess? So so we grow between 20 and 30 different varieties of apples and they start coming in anywhere from mid-August through mid-October. We have three different ways we uh, sell our apples. We sell the utility which people like is the most inexpensive way which people 
people like to use for um, cooking and mm-hmm. a lot of times to like packing kids lunches because they're the small they're usually smaller in size um, bulk harvest is the most familiar way people um, buy the apples because they're the giant bins and you can get two of this apple and two of that apple and you can get the big apples you can get the small apples you can just kind of hand pick whatever it is you like um, and we're constantly going through that to make sure that um, as people turn the apples over we they're not buying bruised ones um, and then we have our select quality which We've definitely downsized that part of the business because, again, the average person likes to go and touch and feel and yeah. grab exactly what they want for an apple. And I think one of the great things, too, is you've made it so it's a lot more accessible to people. They can come in. The hard work has already been done, and they can really just know that they can reach into that bin and pick a good apple. Definitely, definitely. Well, it's New England, so it's definitely part of the uh, the fall experience to go out and go apple picking. But, yes, we always ap- offer apple packing. Um, but in the fall, this is a fun place to go. We have yeah. the homemade cider donuts being made outside. Mm-hmm. Usually, um, I'm not supposed to plug this, but I have goodies popcorn being popped outside. And so, I mean, there there is a lot to experience here. And you can you can have a nice hot dog or something nice for lunch in the deli. So we have the ice cream stand open. So, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's enough going on. That's a fun quick stop. We're going to step aside for a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation with Sarah over at Bolton Orchards at 125 Still River Road at the junctions of Routes 110 and 117 here in Bolton. The business world is more competitive than ever, and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. I've got my apple cider and we're continuing our conversation with Sarah O'Toole at Bolton Orchards at 125 Still River Road here in Bolton. So you mentioned kind of making it a destination and a a fun place to stop. How important is it as a small business to be able to become that destination for folks when there's so many different options out there? Being a destination spot, I guess, is one of the newest marketing experiences out there. And due to labor issues and stuff like that, sometimes it's a little on the difficult side. So we just like to try and keep it simple. We do what we do the best at, but always trying to offer something a little bit new, but not necessarily overly eccentric and going over the top. (laughs) (laughs) But but you do have, you know, when you come by here on the weekends, you see so many cars pulling into this parking lot Mm -hmm. and the front is busy and there's folks in the side and there's people just walking around and checking it out. So you really have had that success. And how instrumental was that coming out of the pandemic to be able to maintain that and keep people coming back? Well, the biggest thing we had during the pandemic is, first of all, I had a very loyal and faithful staff that as long as they were feeling well, they would show up for work. Um, Everyone stayed safe, but we were always here, whether it was curbside um, delivery or people felt comfortable coming in with their mask on. It's just we've always been there in the middle of a blizzard or whatever or or a power outage. We always tried to stay open and be there. So as difficult as it's been with the times, we've always tried to be that place. And that's great that you are that place for so many different folks. And I mentioned the deli. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the deli options for folks that are looking for a lunch or a quick dinner. Oh, deli deli is a lot of fun. We carry mostly Boar's Head products, so our deli sandwiches are exemplary. You can just choose from a menu or you can make your own. We always have at least one or two uh, hot lunch specials going on, whether it's a meatball sub or steak and cheese or a burger or something like that. I mean, it varies on a day-to-day basis, and that's online if people want to see 
Um, otherwise, the other cool thing we have is um, we have Jen in the kitchen who uh, cooks homemade entrees. And she works Monday through Friday. And so there's heat and serve entrees always available. But they are made from scratch and they are homemade. And, and she also does a fabulous job. That's amazing uh, that it's made here on site. You said made from scratch, homemade. It doesn't get any better than that. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> Recent years, too, you've been marketing your, your coffees in the morning. You've added that coffee place. And, and it's it's just neat that it seems like every so often a new new venture will pop up within here and you find a way to really integrate it. Tell us about the, the coffee station. Oh, coffee has been one of those things. And though I am not a coffee drinker, it truly amazes me the different ways you can you can purchase coffee, whether it's a cold brew or nitro brew. We're still currently dealing mostly with uh, Red Barn, yeah. um, but we do use interstate coffee um, as fill-ins and they've been very supportive of the whole thing. And it's just it's just kind of keeping up with the times because some of the things are also fads. Yeah. And I appreciate the customers that are willing to get out of their car and walk in and get their... But, they're getting more, they're getting the spirits. They walk in in the morning. If they come in every morning, we know their name. We greet them. Yeah. Either that or we have their coffee ready for them as they walk through the door because a lot of people are very creatures of uh, nature. So it's, again, it's all part of the experience. Get out of the car and experience what's going on in here. And there's something to be said about that too. When you get to the point where you have regulars and you've already got their drinks made beforehand, because I think a lot of folks always want that. You want to be the regular at a place. And, and when that happens, it you just want to keep coming back. Right. You mentioned cold brew, and I know you've got iced coffees. Now that the weather is warming up, one of the other cold things, ice cream. Is your ice cream window up and running? Our ice cream window is up and running for the most part during our normal business hours. If you're interested in ice cream, after we close, your best bet is to probably call first and make sure we're open. I'm aiming to be open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights, um, which is a little bit different than what we normally do. So you're saying I can come here and I can get my donuts in the morning and I can get my, my caffeine fix and mm -hmm. I can also get a pie and I can get a milkshake before I go. Right, yep. You can get, <laughs> this is the only place in the world you can get a milkshake at 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and do, pe do people get the <laughs> ice cream definitely. all day? Yeah, well, Saturday mornings is crazy, whether it's after because they had a crazy night on Friday night or they're just off to the soccer fields. I have people coming in yeah. somewhere between 8 and 9 o'clock in the morning wanting ice cream. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing the demand for some of the products and your cider donuts. So you make those every day now. It's not just a weekend yes. venture. Yes, we make them every day, fresh and hot, first thing in the morning. Otherwise, they're still fresh in the afternoon. And when you actually pull up, you can get a faint smell of the donuts before you even walk in. Yes, walking in this morning after I drove my father up to the farm, I... I'm like, oh, I said I can still smell the cider donuts because, you know, sometimes your senses become uh, immune to stuff like this. But, yes, I still smell the cider donuts. So what is it about cider donuts that people love so much? Because that seems like it's a real New England thing. I think it's just a sense of hominess and warmth. I mean, it's like when you walk into Grandma's house and you smell the cookies baking. It just kind of reminds you of... of of better times it's just it's just a very warming effect <laughs> and as we're sitting here i'm making a list of all the all the treats that i'm gonna have to get before i go how do you do it how do you how do you work here not succumb to all the sweets and treats that you have <laughs> well because remember an apple a day keeps the doctor away so, so that's the as long <laughs> yes. as i offset a donut with <laughs> yes. an apple we're good that's the key yes <laughs> and speaking of apples you've also got apple cider Yes, we have apple cider. Right now we're doing a filtered and unfiltered, which goes very well, and we press probably about every two weeks. And then once November rolls around, providing we have a large enough uh, Golden Delicious and russet crop, we have uh, Golden Russet Cider we make twice a year for the holidays. And that goes fast. That that's It just blows my mind how fast that goes. So how does that cider vary from the other two that you carry all year long? That's exclusively made with two apples. It's a much lighter, a different type of sweetness, um, it's it just, it, like I said, we do it special for Thanksgiving and we try to make it last till Christmas. But it's just those two varieties of apples are kind of hard to grow an abundance of. And it's a problem when people like myself come in and get yeah. four gallons at a time. I get yes. it. 
<laughs> but you've also made a new addition this year too of a, a sparkling cider. Can you tell us about that and about making that decision to go that route now? Yes. Well, we have a lot of customers that want the non-alcoholic route, and so these cans of um, of sparkling apple cider seem to go relatively well. We've always tried to carry a local a local sparkling cider. Um, Carlson's originally was one of our distributors. I mean, they're going a little bit of a different avenue, I think, right now. But so, yes, this gave us the option of um, offering sparkling cider ourselves. What's the process like for, you know, for anyone who's thinking of going into business, when you have to make a decision like that to try a new venture? You know, how do you decide we're going to make this work or it's not worth pursuing? You've got to give it a chance. I give everything six months. If, it, if, it's, not, if it's not worth a reorder in uh, two to four months, then it's probably not something that's right at this point. There's been things I've tried and they've flopped, mm-hmm. brought them back two years later and I can't keep them in the store. It's just, everything is timing. So how important is it as a business owner to keep trying those new ideas? Well, it's very helpful that I have enthusiastic employees that like to put some things on my doorstep and make suggestions. I always love suggestions, but I mean, even social media and stuff now, I have to admit, it's it's relatively a, an influential world when it comes to social media. So, I mean, you try some things and it works and sometimes it doesn't. For those who've been here to Bolton Orchards, I know you're very involved in the community, whether it's promoting different things that are happening or most recently a fundraiser. Can you tell us about a fundraiser that, that you had earlier this year that involved butterflies in a local group? Yes, the butterfly release was something we started at the very end of the pandemic last year. Mm-hmm. So this was our second year. It was so over, overwhelmingly received, and, and it was a nice way of people just to get outside and just kind of the, the butterfly is a symbolic of, of releasing either a loved one you think about or just a wish or something you have. And it's just a good community event. We tried again this year. So people pay $10 for a butterfly, and the proceeds go to either a local charity or this year, we did it to Melmark, New England, which um, is a school that my son belonged to. So, But a lot of times we'll do um, Rain in a Dream, which is down in Perkins here in Lancaster. And um, sometimes we'll do um, the Big Brother program is at Neshoba. That's amazing, though. So you're able to help out with, with folks that are going to do some really good work in the community. Definitely. Whether it's Bolton, Lancaster, just the North Central Mass area. Yes. And for you, how important is it to use your platform here at Bolton Orchards to be able to help out with different local causes like that? It's important for the community to see that we want to be involved. And I think the community wants to know, well, our locals want to know that we're involved with things. I mean, we, we support the Perkins work-study program, and we have some students from Perkins working here. We also work with the pre-release program out of Concord. So, I mean, we have a very diverse staff, and, uh, but, I, but they all work well together. And I think that's amazing, too, because sometimes you think of those individuals as really not getting a fair shake or a fair chance and it's amazing that you're able to provide that here and, and give folks a, a chance to build those employment skills, whether they, they stay here for years and years, like some of your longtime people, or they move on to another position. Right. It also gives us a different venue other than always going after like the temp agencies and stuff like that. The people that want to be here are the people that I want here. So Sarah, if people are looking to come out, what are your hours that you're open? Currently, right now, we're open 8 a.m. in the morning to uh, 5 p.m. in the afternoon fully staffed, ready to answer any questions anybody has. All the departments open. They may change according to the season or whatever's going on, but those are steady hours right now. So Sarah, people can come by eight to five, but in addition to doing so, if they're looking for more information on the the wide variety of products you have here, where where can they get in touch with you? Um, You can pop in and check our website, which is Bolton Orchards with an S on the end, dot co, C-O. BoltonOrchards.co, and I understand you're also on social media on Facebook and Instagram, correct? Yes, yes. Excellent. You've got to check that out, see the the great pictures of the different foods that you have, because sometimes you'll put up different specials and different things going on there as well. Yes, yes. Sarah, thank you so much. 
Bravis, it's always a pleasure to spend some time with you. We've been chatting with Sarah O'Toole, the owner of Bolton Orchards, 125 Still River Road at the junctions of Routes 110 and 117 here in Bolton. Stop by seven days a week, eight to five. We'll be back with a new episode next week. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.